Hey, ladies and gents, Tyson Popplestone here. Welcome back to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you've been around for a little while, you'll know this is, uh, it's supposed to be a regular episode that we do, but we've been slack for about five months. <laughs> this is uh, an episode with myself, two-time Olympian Dave McNeil and his sports psychologist, Bert Gershitter. Dave's in Melbourne, Bert's in the US, and I'm in Point Lonsdale. So we connect via Skype every couple of weeks. Well, that's what it's supposed to be, just to catch up about training and racing and life in general. So uh, it was a really good chat today. I wanted to pick Dave's brains. It had been a while since I had spoken to him, but I saw his performance at Zatapec and was impressed based on the fact I knew he'd been through a, a bloody roller coaster the last couple of months. So it was it was really interesting to pick his his brain about that. We go into depth a little bit there. Also chat to him about his training, uh, about his recovery, about his plans from here. And uh, it's just a really enjoyable conversation. We uh, we cover all things running, all things life. It's uh, always leave this one. A, uh, a more switched on unit than what I started it. So hopefully it is the same for you. Guys, Relax Running has a brand new forum as a part of its membership now. So I'm trying to get a couple of people who are super keen on forums to kickstart the trend. So if you are a member, I'm sending out the link to a few people just to get it started. Uh, if you haven't got that link yet, make sure you send me an email, tyson.popplestone at gmail.com, and I'll send you a private joining link. Uh, the reason is I just want to get my head around how the forum operates, get a little bit of a feel for it, get you to get a feel for it, and then we'll put the uh, we'll put the nets out and invite all the members in. But if you're a keen member, been on there for a while, or just want to be a part of that forum, make sure you shoot me an email so I can get you on board. Man, it's so much. It is so much better than any forum I've seen. Um, not not necessarily even the content, just the structure of it. But I'm sure the content part of it's coming. It's a it's a cool setup. I've uh, we've got so many people in the community. And I've just been looking for a better way for us all to connect. And I think this is the answer. So make sure you check that one out. Also, a reminder, if you wanted to register your interest in the Kenya trip, which is not locked in yet, obviously, because of COVID restrictions with flights and travel and everything. However, it is in the planning stages. Jump on to relaxrunning.com slash Kenya. Enter your email address there just to stay up to date. Apart from that, guys, don't forget you've got a three-day free trial on the membership if you want to check it out. Access to all the training programs, access to all the videos, and of course, access to the brand new forum. So please do jump on, give it a go. And uh, as I said, three days, you don't like it, money back. You don't even have to give me your money. In fact, three days, just cancel it and then you can pretend it never happened. Come back later if you're interested. <laughs> all right, that's enough from me. I'm out of here. Enjoy this chat with myself, Bert Gershitter, and the great man, Dave McNeil. Dave, do you want to just to just to freshen us up? Let us know uh, where you're at in the last four and a half months. And I know it could be a, a long answer to to fill everyone in on where you've been and what's been going on. But just to just to I guess enter into the uh, the famous conversation between Dave Burton and myself, I'd love you to just you just lead the way. Um. All right. Well. Uh... So yeah, right, right around before, or right around when we did our last catch up, um, I started two new jobs. Um, so um, that's definitely kept me pretty busy. At uh, right around Christmas time, um, one of the jobs, which was just a locum role, that came to an end. So um, so kind of since uh, since Christmas, New Year's, um, I've been back to working part time, which is um, which has been good, and and um, I did that to 
kind of um, yeah, keep keep living the running dream and um, pretend I'm a I'm a high level runner still and pretend I can still run some fast times. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so that's that was kind of that's the real uh, cliff note version of of um, work life, and then um, yeah, uh, 2020, 2021 kind of hasn't um, been a uh, it's had its challenges for me um, outside of running, and um, yeah, I uh, started started the new year with um, losing um, two very close people to me and um and that's been uh yeah that's been really challenging um uh not not only the grief but um i think uh yeah it just uh for, for me personally it kind of um yeah a few few things spiraled out of con- out of control from a kind of anxiety perspective and um so i've kind of been trying i've been working pretty hard on uh, just keeping my head above water a little bit the last um, probably month and a half and, um, yeah, realising every day and, and feeling more grateful every day for uh, all the love and support I've got around me. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the, the very short version of, of uh, the last few months. And um, run, running-wise, uh, you know, I had... <laughs> Uh, had a bit of a hiccup in November, December. I think, kind of corresponding with starting starting new work, um, just load um, kind of skyrocketing it all, all of a sudden. Um, had a bit of a hip niggle and um, missed a few weeks, and um, and then kind of got got back to some um, sessions probably um, right around the new year. Um, so. Did about three or four sessions and then ran Zatapec, and that was a, um, I guess, surpri- surprisingly good offer. Relatively interrupted, um, interrupted few months. And Dave, um, can I can I interrupt just quickly for a second? <laughs> I was I was mind blown how well you ran at Zatapec, knowing <laughs> knowing what you'd been through the last. I I after um, I can't remember. I, I think it was a text message that we were going back and forth, and and you were just sort of filling me in on what you just told us about then about losing uh like it was a was it an uncle and, and one of your closest mates yeah and i thought okay well like it's obviously it's it's devastating you just need time to recover and um i was just waiting to see a dns at yeah. zatapec i didn't even ask because i thought what a ridiculous question and then yeah. when i saw you ran twenty eight fifteen, i thought oh my god like and bert i know this is probably no surprise to you but um it blows my mind how dave has the capacity to get to a startless start line and just perform I don't know, I don't know how he does it. I'd love to be able to tap into that, but walk us through a bit of that, Dave, because it's it's yeah. it's. I run terribly when I'm super emotional. I remember if if Jesse and I ever had an argument before I went to training, I just yeah. there was something I just I, and as hard as I tried to use it as a little bit of fuel to perform better at that particular training session or race, and and thankfully it didn't happen often, but. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't seem to work out. I had my mind constantly just stuck on what had taken place before and it couldn't be in that moment. And I can only imagine, like, with the with the lead-up that you had to Zatapec, you must have been dealing with, with well, far more intense emotions than what a little argument with my wife might <laughs> produce. Yeah, oh, look, I'm not perfect and I I, uh, I I go through the same things and, um, 
you know, I've, I've certainly had my fair share of crappy races in the past. And it's funny, like I, I, uh, I finished that effect and, you know, I, I kind of, I, I acknowledge, I acknowledged kind of the, the, the last few weeks I'd had and, and said, Oh, you know, I guess it's okay. Passing grade. Um, but I'm, yeah, I guess I, I, as, as the last few weeks have gone on and I, I guess I, I should be a little bit more proud of it. Um, and I think, um, yeah, so more in answer to your question, um, look, I, I don't know. I think it's, um, I think it's probably a combination of things. Um, you know, it, I guess through, throughout it all, um, kind of the grieving process, um, you know, I could, I could keep stepping out the door and, um, and just get my heart rate up, breathe, breathe hard and, and, um, soak in some, some, uh, nature and, and sun. And, and that was, that was, that always stays and remains cathartic, whatever the, whatever the, um, whatever's going on around me. Um, I think, um, yeah, one thing in particular, um, uh, Dan, Dan, my good friend, um, who, who passed away at the start of the year, um, very unexpectedly at, um, at his funeral, his, his, or actually at the wake afterwards, um, his, uh, his dad, um, got up and said a few words and, um, and, and something really stuck with me, um, from that, which was, um, you know, it was an acknowledgement of the grief and and um, and how sad it was, and um, but also an acknowledgement of um, of what Dan would want, which which is um, for all of us to to keep on giving, doing our best, um, keep on giving giving the best best we can, which is what Dan always did. Dan was a um, uh, pro- probably the most remarkable thing about. My friend Dan was—he was um, a remarkable pe- people person. He had a, um, a, a, a singularly unique capacity um, to connect with uh, anyone and everyone, um, and, and whoever he connected with, he he uh, he made you feel like the center of center of the attention, center of his world, um, and so. Um, I guess I guess that that was that was Dan's gift and and I think um, when Dan's dad kind of reminded us um, you know that we've got to keep on using our gifts as well I, I uh, that was something that stuck with me probably going into that race um, so I, I I used I used that a little bit to kind of focus my attention a little bit um, <laughs> it was still hard and you know, halfway through the race, I, I lost contact, and um, you know, admittedly, uh, my head wasn't wasn't in perfect place, and um, you know, there there was definitely moments where uh, mental toughness was probably lacking a little bit, and um, combination of the last couple of months, and then also having not raced for a year, you just you, you get away from racing for so long, and it's uh, it's always a bit it's always a bit tougher the first one, but. Um, yeah, I'll, I yeah it, that that was kind of that was kind of some of the reasons for um, at least getting to the start line and and trying to give my best and um, yeah I'll continue to do that now and hopefully uh, yeah hopefully got some some other races ahead.
um, yeah. for me to to uh, yeah use that as inspiration. Yeah. Did you did you and Bert catch up um, before the race at all? Have you guys been? Haven't, I think you actually mentioned to me that you guys had been spending a little bit of time together. Bert, I was curious to pick your brain about um, just your perspective on. On, on Dave's performance and, and his ability to sort of navigate through that, that, that turmoil and anyone who's been through a loss would obviously understand how difficult that grief is to, to sort of get, navigate. But as someone who's so close to Dave and known his running and, and sort of guided his running in a lot of ways for a long time, yeah, I was just interested to hear your thoughts on how that went. Yeah, no, thanks. <clears throat> it's really – and I just want to talk to everybody, really, who's listening because, I mean, running is such a, a metaphor, you know, and, and – because you know every day's different, and some days are way different, and some months are way different, and the body's different, the mind is different. Every day you go out, and for most people who are listening, it's become running's become something, a form of discipline, something that that we do, some some getting out there, you know, every day. So I think that it really does speak to everybody because everybody has their own version of of David, you know, of, of, of how you know, we, we want to keep on going. And we also know that we can't, we don't always go the way we want to go, but we keep on going. And, and just as, as just being with David, and it is, some of these things are kind of, I don't know, I mean, inexplicable, really. You, you know, like when David, you know, I believe it was for, for the last Olympics, David, when, when you uh, – went and qualified and you and really with, with the last and this is in, in california i believe right oh yeah for london yeah 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 for, for london and really you went off of injuries a similar situation in terms of not ready for the race and however it happened however you did it however you put it together you qualified for the olympics and there was there was really I believe you went. I don't know what you went exactly thinking, but I, I don't think you had a great assuredness that oh boy, I'm going to make this one. Uh-huh. And sure enough, and this is kind of the miracle for all of us: what we're thinking, what we're feeling, doesn't always add up to what we're able to do. And, and everybody knows knows that. And there's there's just something about this. I, I want to just call it letting go of whatever is and and. You know, Tyson, you and I never even had a, a great – we never had a great discussion of how you got to the, the name Relaxed Running. But, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I want to talk more about it at some point, but <laughs> somehow or another we're putting these things that one is a discipline to run and to run, and then you put relax there. So for me, this is now, now, now just vert talking, is, is that somehow – well, we have our muscles engaged, and we want to do that, and also we have our mind engaged. There is something about the relaxed part of letting go that allows all this stuff to just happen. I mean, there's, we are not in charge 100%. There's something – I mean, in, in fact, I, I'm really thinking this a lot lately. I mean, at, every, at any given time, we're just relying on our body. We're not making it happen. Our heart's going. Our lungs are going. Our eyes are going. We're just – we're just allowing it to happen. And there's something about that David's able to do, allow it to happen and not get in the way at that, in that particular way. You know, maybe not in all areas of life, but in that particular way, he's a genius at it. He just mm-hmm. is able to, so whatever it is, can let it go. And I think all of us, that particular deal, to be able to let go of what's going on so we can do what's important, it's just, it's just, it's, it's a special part of life. And running gives us the chance to do that 
every day to be both engaged and letting go simultaneously. Yes. So I, I, I would I would just put the caveat that, and and that's a that's a really important um, acknowledgement is is yeah we're we're relying on it and and uh, on our bodies and and often it's it's uh it's everything it's everything six inches above your above your shoulder line that's uh that gets in the way of it and for every time that I've been able to rely on my body and and step out of the way um there's been just as many times where I've got in the in the way of it and and uh but but acknowledging it's an important um an important part of uh yeah kind of getting getting the most out of yourself and um yeah I think we've talked about this before I'm sure we have but one of the things that fascinates me about mindset and, and people with a positive mindset or a relaxed attitude towards whether it's their running or any element of their life is it's it's not necessarily their um, their lack of negative thought or difficult thoughts or just challenging thoughts that um, that allow them to be so positive, but it's their ability to not cling so emotionally to the thoughts. I think Tony Robbins speaks about it as well as... Um, sure you know, thousands of years worth of Buddhist monks and um, Jewish teachers and uh, go to any spirituality if you wanted to and, and mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll, you'll mm-hmm. see the message. But uh, it's the emotion that seems to be the fuel to magnify that thought. And I remember I remember for a while, like I was, I was super OCD as a young kid and it was like I would have a thought in my mind and then I would react to that thought which would strengthen the emotion and it was just this vicious cycle. And as I've gotten older, um, Bert, you said the phrase before, letting go. And I think that's the that's the purpose of, of just my meditation practice. Even this morning, sitting down, like when I sit down to meditate now, I'll, I'll just set the stopwatch for, for 20 minutes or, or so. And essentially what I'm doing there is just just constantly watching, you know, good thoughts, bad thoughts, in-between thoughts come up and then just, just learning to, to let go. Because especially like whether it's relationship stuff or relaxed running, I, I get passionate about and I want to see do well. Um and you can constantly critique the the goods and the bads that come up along the way, but I feel that when I learn to let go and apply that to every other area of my life, it's it's just so freeing. And I think, um, like whether or not that's what what you've got the ability to do, even subconsciously, Dave, when you stand on the start line, or or whether it's something that you're working towards, it's just such a powerful habit to to develop, and it, it just makes life so much more enjoyable. Yeah, well, it's. Yeah. Uh, Bert, Bert might be uh, this might be a good um, point for Bert to chime in because um, yeah as as you mentioned Bert and I have been catching up a little bit the last few weeks and um, and one of the reasons for that is is um, yeah probably outside of the running I haven't I haven't been going too well um, and a lot of that is exactly what you're talking about it's it's uh, I, I I've kind of been yeah stuck in that sort of cycle of of uh, of, of clinging on to this um, this lack of control and worry and and um, and it's uh, yeah it's it's wreaked havoc on on uh, on work and 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 life outside of running and and uh, <laughs> it's funny running's always been the thing that um, has made the most sense to me and we've we've uh, used it as a metaphor for so many other things and um, as a metaphor for uh, kind of taking the approach that often use with running um to find some peace peace and and um and harmony in other aspects of life but um yeah one of the things we've been working on a lot um physically and and uh spiritually emotionally is 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 my breath 
um, and focusing on breathing. And, um, yeah, that's been a, a game changer and a, a saviour for the last few weeks. And, yeah, Bert, Bert might have a bit more to say on that. Um, yeah. Isn't that something? I mean, just to use the word, I actually forget the first word you said, but also a game changer. You know, that just breath alone. And it's one of probably, it's way up there on the top of of what I teach. And then it's, it's funny, I come up to Bend, Oregon, and I bump into a guy who I met many years ago. He's a physical therapist now. He's starting a, a PT clinic, and it's centered around breath. I talked to a client down in, in Arizona, um, and she met a guy who's a PT. And his, he's moving also. Breath is at the center. So I, just, I do want to talk about that. And so just, until just so Tyson knows that uh, in the US PT is a is a physio. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now I, I should remember that one. So, I mean, when I when I first started to learn about it, you know, if you look under, people like the word spirit. When we're in touch with our spirit, it's like we're in touch with sort of a free part of ourselves, a real the essence of who we are. And when you look in the dictionary under the word spirit. The first word that comes up is breath. Now that's kind of stunning in and of itself, right? And and I, I'm I'm not I don't want to preach a story, but even in, in the in the in the story of creation, everything was created by by you know the the Lord's word. Humans were created with breath, so something breath is in there in terms of connecting to something, and, and it's just simply at the biological level. When we're fearful, where's our breath? It's, it's up here, and we don't have very much of it. We're tight, and we say, I've got a tight breath now, right? When we're doing meditation, we're taught to breathe in our belly and, and to bring in the air and actually through the nostrils. That very moment of doing that, you literally, you literally switch from being in a, 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 a tenser place to a, more, a higher connected place that we actually feel... Freer, whatever the word is, there's a difference immediately. As you know, and, and it's it's neat, Tyson, because in the morning, as you're meditating, breath is part of that, either at the conscious or unconscious level, but it's there. You know, there's a switch, and literally at the biological level, you know, when we're not breathing tight, then the lower brain with fear kicks in. This one literally, when you start mapping out, you know, what's firing, the higher brain clicks in, right? And that's if you're in a prayer or a meditative state. So as we're attached to things and not letting go, there is we have less air. We've got, and there's a tightness of holding on. This whole idea of trusting in a bigger picture. I just want to say this: that when when we get into this narrow place, it's our ego. We are disconnected from what's really going on. I mean, you, you're right there, you know, Tyson, at the ocean now. Something, and, and we take things that just go for granted, that we take for granted, just like the moon and the tides and stuff like that. Literally, that allows the earth to work the way it does, right? Mm. We don't think about it. We take It's nice. It's, we, but we are part of a system that really works well. And we can let go and just let our system work well and not let our ego get in the middle of it. That I, I believe that more and more and more is kind of our the way we get through with more peace to get the ego smaller and the part that can just 
really feel and experience that we're part of something bigger. And then there's, like David, you were talking, we, there's gratitude there. There's, there's a lot of things there that, and that to me is a huge, if, you know, part of life for all of us. Because we don't get, we don't get taken care of, you know, the challenges every time, mm. you know, every day, every moment. I'm, I'm not always feeling close to my wife. But these days, I'm so, so much more conscious. I can act that way. Mm-hmm. And I can breathe. And I don't have to be, you know, a slave to whatever emotion is going on. So running, I, I believe, you know, and just anything we go out there, we start out, we have one feeling. But how many times when, when we're, you know, whatever it is, two miles down the road, are we still feeling the same thing? How ephemeral that is. And literally just by our moving forward, we get to literally change our world. And because we're social, we change other people's world in this discipline and the desire to not be stuck. So those are some of my thoughts. And just watching David, it's, you know, it's just how you've been somehow you get to the starting, you know, this, the start line. It's the beginning of some journey that you're taking that's way bigger than whatever steps you're taking along the way. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. Dave, I was, um, I was waiting for you. I didn't know if you had something to say to that, but I was, I was guess just as a, as a further extension of that, just to, to find out, you said that, you know, outside of the running world, it's been obviously a really challenging time for you. And I think just any human in the history of humanity in Dave's position right now who had lost two people so close to them would, would be in the same same space unless they were insane themselves. So it's a, it's a really difficult territory that you've been navigating. But how have you been navigating it, man? Like, obviously, I know exercise is a, is a thing that's encouraged in these moments, but have you, have you been spending time with people or have you just been spending time by yourself? Or, like, how are you, how are you I guess, just, yeah, navigating this, this part of your world at the moment? Yeah, a bit of both. Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was kind of two, two back-to-back shocks and, um, you know, uh, both um, out of the blue and unexpected and... Um, it was particularly difficult with my uncle because um, they're up in New South Wales and it was kind of at the height of the um, the kind of outbreak in, in Sydney in New South Wales. So um, so we weren't able to we weren't able to travel up to New South Wales for the funeral and um, we we weren't able to to be together, which um, which, which was which was difficult. Um, but you know, at the same time. It, it's uh well it's it, it's certainly certainly something that's come out of the last year is is um is we've all learned and adapted to um connecting in different ways and um and uh and so we 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 attended a, few, a, a, a live stream funeral which is which which felt a bit bit weird and a bit different but um we were there my my melbourne family and my uh, my other uncle, who lives in lives in Victoria, we were we were all kind of together and um, and, and 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 there for each other, I, I guess virtually. And then um, yeah, with my my friend Dan, um, yeah, it's and I, I this this raises another point is is um, you know I guess in um, in dealing with the grief, you aren't alone. It's uh, you're not the only person hurting. Um, there, there are a lot of people hurting, and um, poor old Dan's family, and his wife, and 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 his three-month-old daughter, um, oh, four-month-old gee. daughter. Um, you know that there's um, the. I, I think we were we were all trying to 
um, trying to band together and be there for his family. And, and, um, and so I think that, um, that kind of, uh, you, you have no option, um, but to think about others, um, because it, it, it is a, it's a community that's, that's affected. It's not just, it's not just one person and, um, not just one family. And, and so, um, I think, that acknowledgement and that um, that opportunity to connect um, that was, um, you know, in many ways um, incredibly painful and difficult. Um, knowing that you know we, we should have been connecting um, with our friend Dan or with my uncle John, and and um, instead we were doing it um, because they weren't there anymore. So that was painful, but um, at the same time it was it was quite cathartic as well. Um, we had um, multiple sort of gatherings, I guess, over um, kind of over that period with friends and and, and family, and um, and uh, and I know particularly because um, Dan was from Melbourne, and and his his family is all here, so um, there was a bit more opportunity to connect in that respect, and um, and just all just opportunity to share stories and. Um, everyone sharing their these these really um, uh, uh, intimate um, memories with Dan um, and um, intimate and fond um, recollections of 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 how um, special he made everyone feel. Um, that was really that was really powerful and and um, and that's obviously been another uh, measure of uh i guess yeah just trying to um trying to yeah just survive at the moment because <laughs> um, yeah i think yeah it is yeah, grief's unavoidable and um you know that uh, to a certain extent yeah there there is that phrase time heals all wounds and um and uh you know the the, the grief does change change a little bit over time um but uh, yeah, I, I guess um, in answer to the question, yeah, it's been a bit of bit of time together, a bit of time um, solo, and um, you know, um, yeah, I'm most especially grateful for the um, the time I've been able to spend um, with other people, with family, um, with with Dan's family and friends, and and uh, um, yeah, that's that's certainly. Um, certainly made it bearable. Yeah, you were saying before that um, even like after after Zatapec, I, I said how much of an unreal run it was, and you said yeah, you probably should be a little bit more happy with it. I'm I'm interested to tap into that a little bit more because I'm yeah. I'm surprised. I was surprised to to hear that you weren't stoked with it, and this could just be a little bit of a I guess a perfectionist nature coming out and a desire for more and everything that drives you to keep running well. But can you just walk us through that a little bit more? What's the uh, what's the holdback for you? In, in in feeling like that was a, a a great run, apart from the fact it wasn't a PB. Yeah, no, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with all of those things. I think it's just <laughs> it's um yeah, it's just who I am, and 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 it's and it's just who runners are in general. <laughs> runners are always 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 wanting just a little bit more. Um, so so I'm not not unique in that perspective. I um I think the thing for me was um you know at the halfway at the halfway mark i 
kind of lost contact and, and um, you know, first to admit, uh, I just lost focus and um, to a certain extent um, gave up on the um, Jack and Brett ahead of me, um, had another couple of guys behind me and I just I kind of got into this mindset. I'll just I'll just try and try and snag this snag this bronze medal, <laughs> um, which which I did, and and um, and I finished quite strongly. Um, and I think when I finished quite strongly, I was like, ah, uh, well, if I could finish that strongly, I probably um, probably didn't um, spend all my pennies in the the ten or eleven laps before that, and. And so, yeah, you just always, you know, you always kind of uh, could have been a bit tougher here and um, could have knuckled down a bit more here and, and this and that. So I guess that's where the – that was where I, I perceived the room for improvement. But, um, but uh, yeah, more and more I, I um, yeah, have to, have to also acknowledge it was um, – yeah, I've got, I've, got to, I've got to give myself some, some kudos here and there because um, – yeah, it would be. I think it would almost be too egotistical for me not to do that. Um, to to think that um, to think that I have that I, I I could have had that that control and and I could have um, uh, changed the outcome if I'd been tougher than that. That's you know that that is a little bit egotistical. So um, yeah, I'm 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 acknowledging it as a yeah bet, better now. <laughs> Good. Good, good, good. So I, I, Tyson, I have the exact same. I'm talking to him. He didn't know if he'd even go. He didn't know how he'd do. And I said, how'd you do? You know, oh, I got I got a bronze. But, but, and the, the feeling behind it was much less of lack of success than success. So I was surprised, too. And I just love to hear you, you know, just its process. Part of what we're doing here is what it's a magic in and of itself. You know, you, you get to bring in this. This big reality, you know, what, one of my just a, it's a great experience. One of the teams I worked with at Northern Arizona, where where I met David, is the swimming and diving team, and and because we're at seven thousand feet, there's altitude training, and teams, all different teams from all over the world, come in, and there was a swimming, there was a diving swimming team there, and one of the coaches was from South Africa, and I forget his name, big fella, and he was a, he had the world record at some point in his life, and he was one of the one of the coaches. And at the end of every practice, and I, I might have mentioned this, but he had the people breathe, slow down, take a big breath, and say to themselves, good job. And they could just feel the room fill up with a vibration of really acknowledging the work. Because I think one of the challenges for anybody who wants to be successful is like you said, David, we always want to be better. And sometimes that can actually get in the way of getting better because we never actually get to appreciate and fall into just what we're doing, the reality of that. So I think it's it's interesting, the reason that we even have coaches. We're always trying to get better. I mean, that's that's at the core of what it is. Like there's there's something in us that we don't – it's just built in because the opposite of you know of of of, of getting better is I, I guess some form of I, I hate to use something so strong as stagnation or something like that but it but it doesn't have fire to it it doesn't have you know and the thing as I get older now and now I'm an, now an older guy almost seventy five 
in the physical world, I still I don't work out, and I, you know I'm doing different different spells. But but even in my relationship, I want to do that better. There's something about better that brings literally spirit, you know, into life, some excitement and some purpose and some I don't know something. It's magical. So I just love that you know the three of us talking about two things. Mm. One is that fire, but also not to let that fire burn us. And to also go back to what this wonderful coach was so beautiful said, good job. So I'm suggesting to all of us, because everybody here I know that we're talking to wants to get better, but yeah. to also to spend some time every day saying, good job. Well, and that was actually probably the, that was probably the turning point for me where I was like, okay, yeah, I've got to, um, I've got to stop being such a negative Nancy about this and, and acknowledge it and, and, uh, and and be grateful was um, uh, my my coach Nick um, and uh, and Tyson you 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 will kind of know you've met Nick and and you're probably a bit more familiar with him than Bert but um but Nick's Nick's no nonsense and uh, and um, um, very to the point and and um, and at training the next week Nick came up to me and said I didn't get a chance to say this but you ran bloody well on uh, at Zadebeck I'm like oh really. <laughs> And um and so so for him to say that um that that meant that I mean it always means a lot but um but I think that Nick Nick knows Nick knows the sport better than most and um and uh and he kind of he kind of knew what was going on and and um and so yeah that was that was enough for me to kind of go stop and go yeah I've got to um I've I've got to got to give myself a little bit of kudos here because um. To not do so, yeah, like I said, it's it's getting a bit too egotistical. <laughs> and are you back into like a full training program, or what? Because it's still a little bit up in the air, isn't it? About I was I was messaging Geordie Williams on uh, on Instagram yesterday, yeah. and um and I said to him after his Zadapec win, I said, "Oh mate, like a yeah, do you know if there's going to be a European season?" And he's like, "No idea." <laughs> no idea but um what's the what's the headspace there at the moment because i, I think last time we chatted we were in we we're right smack bang in the middle of okay well we've had the tam tan time trial and that was that was sort of the highlight of the racing schedule for a lot of aussie runners but is there any more clarity on on what's going on like i know uh, i actually didn't see the results so i don't even know if you ran um was there there was a pro mile or a pro race that i heard was being organized I, def I definitely did that, and I, I can say um, with a much more authority that I certainly didn't run well there. <laughs> oh, you didn't? Okay, that was a genuine question. And, uh, I haven't seen. And, uh, I actually uh, haven't uh, seen any results apart from my. Uh, I saw Jen and Stewie tweeting about uh, uh, posting yeah. about it on Insta the other day, and I was like, oh, I have to. I have to remember to check that out, and I forgot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, to, I'll try not to get too runny, run nerdy, but. Um, oh, do it, man! Hey, you're in. You got good company, not only with Bert and myself, but I know every listener to this podcast is a run nerd. Yeah, great. No, I think um, you know. As I get older, like I, um, I, I, I have what what I like to kind of refer to as a bit of old man strength. Um, so I can get injured, and I can sit on the sidelines, and I can come back, and um, or I could retire and not run, and I could come back, and there'll be some old man strength there, just years of running in the legs that will kind of get you so far. And um, I, I think in many ways, that's a lot of what helped me at Zadipec is, you know, I'd only done probably two or three track sessions after a couple of months, pretty un interrupted months and was able to do that. And I think a lot of that is old man strength. But then um, 
it was also the first time Zadipet was the first time I'd worn spike raced in spikes in oh. since the since the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. So Brutal. that was nearly wow. three years ago. Wow. So <laughs> I um I I, I afterwards I, I you know in the days afterwards like gee this is you know this is not so bad I've pulled up okay like you know um, a typical amount of calf um, tightness and soreness and um and you know i i then so i didn't do i waited a week until i did another workout um and by that point i was like okay i'm feeling okay now um did a session last tuesday and and um yeah kind of blew a gasket (laughs) halfway through um so i was like okay probably not quite recovered and then um yeah that that nick was like yeah yeah do the let's let's have you do this um parkdale gift on the weekend i was like yeah cool it I need some more racing now because I think it's I think it'd be good for me. Um, so that was on Saturday, and and so I just finished a session, probably wasn't quite recovered enough. And then normally I'd do another session on Friday, but now because I was going to do this race on Saturday, I was going to squeeze in another session on Thursday, so a day earlier. Oh. <laughs> so I did. So I did a session on the Thursday, and and then I was like, oh yeah, not feeling good. <laughs> and then. Um, and then I went and then go to this race two days later, um, having worked, having worked all morning at the clinic. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I was just like, yeah, I, I just wasn't, I wasn't quite recovered. So, so it goes from, you know, you have this old man strength, but then at some point you've got to start getting back into the rhythm of training and stuff. And that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. Um, and, and half of the battle is, is, um, is not getting fitter. It's, it's, um, it's improving your capacity to recover from session to session. Um, but that, at the moment, my my capacity to recover from session to session is a little lower than it was probably five six months ago, um, and that's that's all I'm all I'm doing working on at the moment. The sessions don't really change; it, they'll just kind of keep ticking along, and and hopefully just feel a little bit better, and they get a little bit easier each time. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. So I did do the Parkdale. Um, if, and I got, I got caught by the whole group after one lap, um, in an eight lap race. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, just, um, I, I never had any more gears after that, but that was, that's okay. That was okay. Um, I'm not too, I I can, I can move on from that one. (laughs) Yeah, sure, man. And what's the, uh, what does the weekly training schedule look like at the moment? I'm guessing based on the fact we started this podcast with you eating a super duper that you've just got back from some form of run. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i i um again I, i'm on the old man schedule so um so i'm just i'm doing two sessions a week most of the rest of the group are doing three sessions a week um but we've just kind of we've kind of nick and i've just kind of worked out that um two works better for me i'm also working so um you know you can't you can't set load is load and and stress is stress so you gotta you've kind of got to just roll with the punches and um, so I'm, I'm training once a week with the group and then, uh, um, that my other main session I do on my own and then I'll, I'll meet up with, um, with the group for some long runs and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, so for me, it looks like, um, Monday, easy hour, uh, and then work, um, Tuesday at the track with the group. Um, and then I've, since Adepec, I've started getting back into some double, double sessions again um which all of last year i just did all my doubles on the bike um i'm now um 
just trying one one run double a week um, and then and then a cycle double. So yesterday I did an afternoon run as well. Um, and then Wednesday I do a kind of a long run. Um, so I was out for 20, 21K this morning. Um, and then I'll do another easy hour tomorrow and then work. And then Friday I'll do a, a threshold run um, around the park at uh, Princess Park. And then work again on Saturday, an easy and out, an easy hour, and then um, a long run on Sunday. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, kind of the week. And then um, uh, after this, I'll I'll go to the gym and do some do some weights, and then um, yeah, I'll, I'll either do another weights or Pilates session um, either on Friday or Saturday. Awesome, man. I'd love to um I'd love to come in. I actually had this thought for a little while, and. Uh, it's not for the massive bench presses or anything like that, but I'd love to come in and do a little bit of uh, a little bit of filming if you're open to it uh-huh. of the of the gym sessions because um I know oh. you know that I've got the the membership and one of the popular questions is always about like a the elite gym workouts. Oh, you should absolutely have a chat to my um, strength coach Tony Sefton. He is an absolute it. gun. I'm gonna um, do it. And he'd love he he'd, he'd be happy for you to come along and. Uh, and um and interview or do some filming whatever yeah he actually has me he's like he has me do a bench press um and he goes and he and he sets it pretty heavy and he's like yeah there's i don't really do this for for the strength but um and and i'm kind of aware of this there there is some good research behind um it's uh small spikes in testosterone um when you when you lift really heavy so I just like he puts like you know for me for me it's like thirty kilos so <laughs> but he puts thirty kilo on the bar and goes all right lift this up and I I know huff and gruff and and uh, try and push it up for eight reps and um, yeah I feel real strong when I do that so what is, you got thirty kilos on the bar twenty kilo so you it's fifty oh, no, no 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 twenty kilo bar and then ten ten kilos on top of that. Okay, sure. I was going to say, I reckon that would give a lot of uh, twenty-seven minute ten k runners a run for their money. <laughs> I guess uh, I can do three sets of eight of that. So um, yeah, maybe maybe I could uh, heave up a forty or forty-five for one or two reps, maybe. It's funny. It's funny how quickly that changes. Sorry to go on a detour here, Bert, but <laughs> I remember when I um, when I finished running, I was the skinniest bloke in the world, and. Um, and I remember I was so embarrassed going into the gym because I would go and put on my couple of plates and then just out of courtesy, like when I was leaving the bench press machine, I would, I would go to the people, oh, do you want me to like take these weights off? And they would look at me like it was a joke. They're like, no, mate, I'll just warm up with that. It's fine. And then, <laughs> so it's still, it's still not one of my, uh, I'm still not a massive unit and there's still plenty of people stacking. The most humbling moment for me, I was at the gym the other day here in uh, Ocean Grove and there was this girl who looked pretty fit. She was probably, she's probably on six foot and she just finished doing some deadlifts. And uh, anyway, I noticed that she had finished and she started to take the, the weights off. And I went over to her and I was like, oh, are you, are you all done here? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I go, hey, don't, don't worry about that. I'll, I'll take care of it. Just in my head, I was thinking I'll just warm up with what she was repping. Anyway, I looked at what weight she had on there and I was like, oh, no, this is okay. I had to go back to her. Go, I go, I've got to take some of your weights off. I wasn't trying to be arrogant. I just didn't realize you were such a big lifter. Suck up. Uh, it's like my, my sister is... Um, my sister is very, 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 very strong. Um, she she can lift she can lift some pretty solid weights, and uh, yeah, she sometimes put um, sends these videos through, and uh, 
Yeah, she puts she puts my brother and I to, to absolute shame. <laughs> wow. Yeah, no question. Bert, I was you gonna, know what's great? I was, it's, oh, sorry, go on, Bert. No, no, it, it's really great because you know, we're all at different stages and doing different things, you know. And, and every morning I, I do somewhere between a 30-minute and a 45-minute dance weight stretch routine, you know. And I've got my, you know, I got my dumbbells and I got my kettlebell and 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 I'm always, but it's it's so cool that we're all in this together, you know, trying to get stronger, trying to move better, trying to keep the body going, and try to keep some discipline going, have some fun doing it, you know, and the, and the whole thing, and it's it's just cool that we're all, you know, in our, our own different places, yeah. waking up and somehow moving and and uh, challenging, you know, just mm. picking stuff up, you know. So yeah. true. Every, every day, it's, it's 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 exciting for me, you know, to know that we're from around all around we're. We're getting up and we're we're dancing to a similar tune. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. I uh, I've got so many mates who are having kids around the same time as me, and they go, "All right, it's time to get the dad bod." I don't know. Do you have that expression in America, Bert? The dad bod, where you <laughs> I, you have your kids I and you just get it, out of shape. I, I understand it. Yeah, I go. I've used that as the ultimate incentive to go to the gym and make sure I'm running and go to the beach. Because the moment I see any skin like coming over any belt buckle of mine, it's just going to be a devastating day. So my diet's so clean. I'm working out like I'm an elite runner. But but are you um? I know you're on the mountain bike a lot, or you're out on the bike. Are you are you still doing a bit of running yourself, Bert? You know, it's interesting. Just uh, in the past, maybe I think ten years, I've had two knee replacements and hip replacements, oh, and I'm actually going into the doctor tomorrow. And I think we both think uh, I, I need another hip. But but it, what's interesting? One of my sports has been uh, Nordic Nordic skiing. So in in just a few weeks here, I've been out four times, and there's such a glide to that, and then you get the whole upper body to that, and you get into a zone with that. That even with my hip, it's just heavenly out there. So between the the bicycle and the, and the Nordic skiing, I I get to get you know I, I get winded, and I get to be outside. So I'm, I, and then the other thing that's just amazing to me is that because just in this period of the world, they're doing these joint replacements, an old guy like me who could be just sitting down and knitting or whatever I have to be doing (laughs) can can literally, I, I just thank medical science all the time. I really do because they're allowing me to have my youth in my old age. It's just it's just an amazing, amazing, amazing thing. So I'm really blessed to be able to be out there. In fact, I just went in and looked at a new bike, you know, yesterday at a, at a, at a bike shop, and uh, was 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 cross country skiing with my seven year old granddaughter. Huh. Awesome. She she was shouting with joy the entire time, and her skis didn't fit and her boots didn't fit. And she fell down a lot. None of that bothered her. She was just total enjoy. She was an inspiration to all of us who are out skiing with her. So it's it's really something to be able to be out. You know, and I, I was never a com- competitive runner, but I I ran, used to run, and now just to be out there gliding and sweating and enjoying it, and knowing that my body's not doing what it used to do, but it's still doing. That's yeah. all I want to do. That's awesome. But where did you say you are again? Sorry, I know you've told me this. I just completely blanked on the name. So the name is Bend, Oregon. Ah, uh, yeah. It is, it is actually one of the setters for uh, mountain biking in the country. It may be even bigger than that. You know, it's just a beautiful mountain area. There are big peaks nearby. There are a lot of rivers that run through the town. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. So, I mean, I, I, 
I feel a little guilty about being so excited about not being in my hometown of Flagstaff, but I just have to, I just have to be honest between my family and the beauty and getting outside. We've made an amazing, uh, transition. It's a beautiful place, but it, it's cool just to be, we're all moving in our own ways as, mm. as good as we can. And I, that's probably one of the many things that brings us together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's funny. I like that phrase or that expression that you used of uh, the medical scientists allowing you to have your youth in your older age. And uh, it's funny as well because I know uh, there's a, there's plenty of runners who, uh, after years of that pounding, can can you know get to hit their 60s, 70s, 80s, beyond, and just be like, oh, I'm in a in a fair bit of pain. And since I moved to to Point Lonsdale here, right on the water, every morning I um speaking of breath, I'll go over and just just jump in the uh, jump in the ocean. But what is what's wow. so unreal is I thought I was a big tough guy because I get there in my in my boardies and I go jump in and it's it's like it's summer but it's not super hot but it's some mornings are a little bit cool and I get there and just think I'm a hero but there's there's no joke I reckon the other day about two weeks ago I was at the uh, I was at the beach I reckon there was fifty people in yeah. different groups who were doing their morning swim and uh, I went up to one of the ladies and. Like she looked like she was about in her seventies, and I said, "Oh, like what are you what are you doing out here?" She goes, "Oh, I just come out here and I, I swim a couple of k's each morning." I go, "A couple of k's," and I, I'm honestly, Bert, I'm in the I'm in the water for about two minutes, and I'm like, "Wow, I'm so brave." And she's in a she's in like a her just a swimsuit, not a wetsuit or anything like that. And uh, she's I don't know how long it takes to swim two k's, but if you're me in the ocean, it'd probably be pushing an hour, like at least fifty minutes. Um, right. But it's one of those it's one of those sports, isn't it, that just alleviates any of that extra pressure on the joints and the bones and um Oh yeah. Anyway, that was a random tangent. I just wanted to tell you that story. But it was it was such a it was such an eye opener to me. I've got a I lot know. of toughening up to do. And that group I'll, 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 I'll tell you what I get out of that story and I, <laughs> I just notice it more and more now, just how how, how people keep on going. Mm. And and we have inspiration from that all the time. Just the okay. To hear this, whatever, how old she was, and she's out there doing her 2K, and it's, it's, uh, we're all on that path, you know, God willing, we're just going to keep on, keep on going, and keep on moving, and, uh, and loving it, mm. just loving it, right, and, and David, you know, we're, uh, we're hoping and pushing for you for one more time, Japan. Come on. Do you reckon, what's the story there, Dave? Are we, uh, I haven't been following it, so is, is it going ahead? Are we sure, or, or what's yeah. the deal? I just realised I didn't answer your question properly before, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're tr- at the moment. Yeah, we're tra- we're training as if um yeah as if it's going ahead. They they it, uh, it certainly seems um very likely that the Olympics will go ahead. They seem very adamant. They're they're planning for it. They 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 have the all they seem to have. A plan and contingencies and and all of that, um, which is less of a, it's that's less on my radar because I haven't qualified. So um, the the bigger concern for me is whether I'm able to travel and and uh, race and either get a qualifying time or, or get some qualifying points for the 10k, which is you know there there are so few 10ks, so um, so I don't really have much of a choice if I, if I want to make the 10k team. I've I've either got to run a, a lot faster or, or at least do some more races so I can get some points. Um, so that's what I'm kind of working towards. But just like what Geordie said, no, we've got no idea what what uh, what is going to happen with travel arrangements and and um, races going ahead and, and this and that. But I'm I'm just preparing as if uh, 
is if I'll be able to travel in, in April and um, hopefully get to the US. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, it's just uh, I'd certainly acknowledge that it's um, it's uh, it's certainly uncertain at the moment. But, yeah, you can c- control control what you can control, which is uh, yeah, just following my schedule and recovering in between and trying to get fitter and faster. Yeah. What's the plan? That may be, maybe just a good way to sort of, sort of what we're coming to get together with this whole idea of the uncertainty thing, and how do you, how do you be, hmm. just as peaceful as we can, yeah. so we're not doing a lot of, you know, worry and stuff like that, to be as gracefully as we can during the uncertainty. Yeah, yeah, and I, I um, so for me, I'm, I've putting my focus right, right now my focus is I'm going to do a 5k at the start of March and and that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm focused on at the moment I'm not focused on the Olympics or or travel or anything like that I'm just I'm focused wow. on this race and um, do that and see what happens and then um, and then pick another race after that and and, uh, and just keep going from there what race yeah. is that Dave um, it'll be a 5k at, at Box Hill. Um, I think it's called the Box Hill Burn. <laughs> oh, awesome. So um, will, will a couple of the other MTC boys going to come out and, and have a crack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a few of us will and, um, try and, try and run quick. So yeah. Awesome. Who's informed Dave, which, uh, who in the group's running, running well at the moment? Uh, well, yeah, Stewie's in horrible form. Um, <laughs> is he killing it? Don't worry, don't worry about him. Um, no, I'm taking uh, that as ironic. I assume he's in scintillating form. <laughs> Hopefully, as ironic as I can get. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, so Stewie's going well. Um, uh, Rambo's going to come across, and he's obviously he's just uh, he's just on the up and up. Um, and then Brett Brett is absolutely killing it. Um, I think he's turned back into a track runner again. He surprised now, so. me. Yeah, he's another one. I, I've he's, sort of blown uh, my mind. I thought he was marathon man. No, he. Yeah, we. Um, we. Had, I mean, we always have these ball busting sessions on Tuesdays. But um, yeah, Brett. Brett was going. Brett's been going really well. well obviously, he's been racing well, and hmm. um, yeah, he's he's uh, he's smashing out these track sessions, which. He wasn't really able to do last year. I remember him always saying, oh, this is why I can't do track anymore. I just can't do these fast laps and this and that. But lo and behold, he's doing them now. And uh, I think his, yeah, his confidence is growing. So, yeah, he's in good form. And, um, yeah, every, everyone's running pretty well at the moment. Um, Jordi and Greg, Grego's, um, Grego's going really well as well. I think he, I think he's going to do this 5K. Awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Jordy's obviously in good form. He won that. 1500 at Zadipec and um yeah yep no one's no one's running really that bad at the moment that's awesome <laughs> probably running the worst <laughs> <laughs> sign of a sign of a hot group that is yeah, yeah. really man that's uh well. that's so good to catch up with you guys again and uh, let's not Dave I feel like you're the admin guru of this group <laughs> that allows these things to take place so can you please keep me accountable because I have a terrible reputation and I I, I shouldn't admit this because I can already hear some of my friends listening to this podcast just confirming what I'm saying is true. Um, but let's uh, let's lock it in. I don't know how often you can do it, but I'm just the time zone uh, time zone um, translator. It's so helpful. You are. It's so helpful. You are.